This week's been uh, an interesting week, I think, for all of us. And this morning we're going to be focusing on our kids, but also thinking about this Modern Family series that's coming up. Um, my mind has been so up and down thinking about my kids this week because of what happened in Connecticut, the tragedy that happened in Connecticut. And honestly, if you're like me, sometimes I'm just like, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to pray about it. And, and one of the biggest emotions that I've felt this week is fear for my own kids. And just thinking about my own kids and what if and, oh, that wouldn't happen here, but it could happen here or all this crazy stuff in my mind. And so this week I've really had to and Heather has had to just really speak truth to ourself. And, and a couple things that I know is that God is sovereign and that God knows what has happened. He knows what's going to happen. Another thing, when something like this happens, I get really excited. And Tim, I was talking to Tim about this the other day, but just get really excited about Jesus coming back, um, when, when Satan will be bound and there will be no more of this. Um, and I get excited for that day, but then I also think, but I live here now. And, um, and so what we celebrate at Christmas is that, and Kyle's going to talk more about this, is that Jesus has come to be the Prince of Peace. And when crazy, impossible things like this happen, Jesus has come to give us peace that we won't even understand, to give us peace in impossible situations. And uh, those things I know, uh, and those things calm my fears, even though our fears are really real, right? But those things, that Jesus has come, and that's what we're celebrating this morning, and he is the Prince of Peace, and we can know peace in impossible situations. Amen? So let's just take a moment um, just to be silent right now, and then, I, and then we're just going to pray. So just take a moment, a moment of silence to think about and, and even pray for um, the, the families in Connecticut and our own families as well. God, I can hear, I can hear our kids out in the hallway um, just getting so excited and getting ready to, to sing to you and to, to show off for their parents and grandparents. And God, uh, our minds have been so up and down and, and just hurt and are so sad um, for the families in Connecticut. Um, we can't explain um, what goes on in, in somebody's mind, um, God, but we know that it's because of sin, and you have come uh, as our Savior, God. You have come to set us free from the penalty of sin and death. And so in this season, and as we think about um, at this Christmas season, Jesus coming to earth, I pray that we would find peace, that you would give peace, and that they would find peace um, in Connecticut for, for an impossible situation. We think of them, and I pray that we would commit to continuing to pray for them, to be dedicated to our families, to be dedicated to our kids. Um, God, protect us. Um, use what Satan would mean for evil. Uh, use that for, for your glory and for good, God. We pray um, that you would even just bless now as we give back to you what you have so freely given to us. Um, God, may we be joyful and, and give with peace. Um, we love you, God, and we need you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to take our offering now. The offering bags are going to come around, and we're just going to sing um, of us offering ourselves to God in whatever way he would see fit to use us. to your feet.
and give a big round of applause for our Sunday school kids. Go ahead and clap for our kids. Come on, a little louder, a little louder, a little louder, more enthusiastic. Give a cheer for our kids. They've worked hard on this. Yeah, you guys can sit down now, thanks. <laughs> Once upon a time, a long time ago, starts the story of a baby most of you should know. His daddy's name is Joseph, and Mary was his mom. This baby was very special. He was God's only son. Luke 1, 32 and 33. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And he, he will, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Matthew 1.23 Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Mary rode a camel, and Joseph walked along, traveling to Bethlehem, a journey very long. The keeper told them with arrows and hay. No. <laughs> no. No, that's wrong. Now Joseph came to run his own way. 
The keeper hold, told him of a stable with animals and hay. She gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in cloths, laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Some angels, angels came, came from, from heaven, heaven and they, they began to sing. To the shepherds and the fields below, glad tidings do we bring. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you, which is Christ the Lord. I mean, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. We're looking at your eyes, very, very fast. <laughs> the, the angels told the shepherds the Savior is born at last. A bright star at the heavens light the Magi's way to the baby in the manger born on this Christmas day.
gathered around him rejoiced and praised his birth. For the babe, the king named Jesus, is our savior here on earth. think we really need to tell the story of Christmas. They, they did a great job with that. So we're, uh, we're appreciative of our kids. We want to put our kids on display. We think they're pretty special, as you can, as you can see. So what, I've, what have we did, we put a little video together, and we wanted to ask the kids, what does Christmas mean to you? What do you like about Christmas? Uh, presents. And what else? <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> um, because you get presents and presents. What else do you like about Christmas? Uh, seeing Santa. Seeing Santa? I like presents and the decorations on the Christmas tree. And... My sister's birthday is actually on Christmas, and I'm glad because I'm happy about her. Awkward. And presents, and candy canes, and and hanging out, making ornaments, hanging up the ornaments. Yeah. Do you like Christmas? Yeah. All right. What is your favorite thing about Christmas? What do you like? Anything else about Christmas? No. All right. His birthday, my birthday, presents, giving presents, wrapping presents, putting up Christmas tree. Do you like looking at Christmas lights? No. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas lights? Yeah. Um. Um. Jeez. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about Christmas? What else do you like about Christmas? 
Nothing. Baby Jesus presents candy, the twinkling star, and and the snow present or presents, and hanging up Christmas tree ornaments and making ornaments. All done. It's Jesus' birthday. Um, about baby Jesus' birthday. Anything else? No. <laughs> Jesus' birthday. Anything else? About giving and receiving. Great. The Savior of Jesus? Yeah, what else? Giving and celebrating Jesus' birthday. It's good. I don't know, that's all I can think of. We, uh, of course, are thinking and talking about Christmas. You want to speak today, Bob? Come on up. I'll hook you up. And this is obviously our Christmas program today, and, and we want to celebrate our kids, but most importantly, we want to celebrate Jesus. And the point and the story of Christmas is about Jesus. And we can ask our kids, what do you love about Christmas? And we can ask ourselves the same question, what do we love about Christmas? And we like getting a little time off work, right? We love some good food. Some of us like spending time with family, uh, like being with friends. But most importantly, one asks the question, what is Christmas all about? And we told the story, you heard the Sunday school uh, tell the story of Jesus and how Jesus was born and how a king was came into the world, and how a Messiah was born, and how Jesus came to save. And so we hear that story, and so the question is not, what is the story of Christmas, or what is Christmas about? We've heard it this morning, and you've probably heard it throughout your life, and, and heard the story of Jesus, and how Jesus was born, and this little baby was born in a manger, right? No room in the inn. You've heard the story before, but the question is not, what is the story of Christmas? The question for us each one of us in this room is, what does that mean to me? What does the story of the birth of Jesus mean to me? Is the story of Jesus being born, has it transformed? Has it changed my life? Is the story of a Messiah being born real to me? Have, have I come to know this Savior that was born? And so this is what we want to challenge you with, and this is what we want to encourage you with this morning, is do you know intellectually or have heard the story of Jesus, but do you know the story of Jesus? Is the story of Jesus and his birth and ultimately his death and his resurrection, is it real for you? And that's what we want to challenge you with. That's what we want to encourage you with today. We, we want you to come and we want you to celebrate with us. And we want you to see your grandkids and your kids and your neighbors, whoever it might be. We want you to see that and enjoy it. But most importantly, this morning, is we want you to ask yourself the question, who is Jesus? What does this story of Jesus being born mean to me? And we've been talking uh, the last several weeks, we've been going through a series where we're looking at the Old Testament prophecy. Okay, if you know the Bible, you know there's an Old Testament and a New Testament. And the Old Testament was written many, many years ago, hundreds, thousands of years ago. And it's the story, right, this, this, this story of, of God's people. But ultimately, the Old Testament is pointing to a coming Messiah. And as we talked about last week, there are over 300 prophecies in the Old Testament that point to this Messiah that was to come. And then in the New Testament, what do we see? 
we see that a Messiah has come. And all those 300 plus prophecies in the Old Testament, this baby Jesus, this Messiah that had come, fulfilled all of those prophecies. And I even pointed out that uh, mathematical figure last week. You remember, one in a trillion to the 10th power. For one person to fulfill 48, not all 300 of those prophecies, 48 of those prophecies, the likelihood of that, one in a trillion to the 10th power. That's a lot, right? I'm not a math genius, but it seems like a lot. And yet Jesus fulfilled all 300 prophecies. I want to take you today to Isaiah chapter 9. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Isaiah chapter 9. It's just going to be a short message, as we obviously have a lot going on this morning. But this is the prophecy in the Old Testament. It's the story, Isaiah sharing this prophecy. It's a story of a coming child. Okay, it's the story of the coming Messiah, the coming Savior. And here it is in Isaiah chapter 9. It says this, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. If you remember last week we were looking at Isaiah chapter 7 and we talked about this being a dual prophecy. That Ahaz was going to have a son, but there was also something greater, right? There was something greater. That there was a son to be born of a virgin, and this son was to rule. This son was to be the Messiah. This son was to be a savior for all people. And this story is the story of Jesus. And here we get a picture in Isaiah chapter 9, the prophecy, the pointing to that a son would be born, a child would be given. And then in Luke, which they they read to us here a little bit ago, but Luke chapter 1, it says this, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be, talking about the angel. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? What we just read in Isaiah. You will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Jesus, Greek for Joshua, which means God saves. You are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob, and his kingdom will never end. So the question this morning for each of us, do we know that story? Do we know the story of this king being born, of a Messiah coming, of this Jesus that has come to save, that has come to heal, that has come to forgive? He wants and desires to be your Savior. And the question that you can ask yourself this morning, not do you know this story, but is this story real to me? Do I know this Jesus? Do I know this mighty Savior? Do I know this Son of the Most High? Do I know this One whose kingdom will reign forever? And so the question to ask yourself this morning, do I know this Jesus? Is this Jesus real to me. Every Christmas we share the story and we look at the story and we see this this baby being born right into humble circumstances, born in a manger. We see this meek child and we get this picture. Well, what's Christmas about? Baby Jesus, baby Jesus, baby Jesus. But the story of God coming into the world is a whole lot more than a baby being born. This 
is a story of a man being born that would rule the world. This is a story of a man being born that, although I, because of my sin and because of my wrongdoing, am separated from God, can be in right standing with God because of what this man is going to accomplish. And so the story of Jesus is more than just this cute little manger scene with a couple little you know, angels sitting around it and shepherds sitting around it. This story is a story of the Son of the Almighty. What a story. What a story that God would send His only Son. That God would send us a way for us to be in right standing with Him. And that is through Jesus. And so we look at this Christmas story, and you know, it's cute, and it's cuddly, and a little baby, and all that stuff. But the story of Jesus is so much more than that. If you continue reading in Isaiah chapter uh, 9, let me read the rest of this. There is prophecy of Jesus coming. A son is going to be born. A child is going to be given. Right? There's that prophecy. But Isaiah chapter 9, it continues. More than just a son being born, this Jesus and the story of Jesus, if you haven't heard it, the story is God becomes a man. We see it. He empties himself. Philippians 2 talks about that. He becomes a man. He lives a perfect life. And ultimately, he goes to the cross. He dies on the cross for my wrongdoing, for my sin. Three days later, he raises from the dead. But the story doesn't even end there. And in Isaiah chapter 9, we get a picture, once again, that this Jesus, this baby, once born in a manger, is going to return. Jesus is going to come back. And here... I love this picture of Jesus. Listen to this as it talks more about what, what Jesus will, what, who Jesus is. And it says, And the government, this is verse 6 still, will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. See, I love the picture of Jesus and the humility of Jesus we see in his birth, but don't you love this picture of Jesus? You know, Nick was talking earlier and, and talking about what happened, you know, Friday in Connecticut. We know that story, right? You heard the story of the children being murdered. And, and, and that's tough. That, that's, that's tough to swallow. I, I was reading this morning about the story of, there. I think it, it, it kind of laid out the story of 14 of them. And I think as I read, there were eight or nine of them were six. Six years old. And I thought of my daughter, who's six years old. And I read one particular story, and this story was this, this little girl who loved to draw pictures. She loved to draw pictures for her family and her dad. I thought of my little girl who loves to draw. She loves to draw these pictures. Last night, she comes to my office. I'm working late. Shows up in my office with this picture of how much she loves me. Right? It's me. And I thought, man, what an awesome gift. What an awesome gift. And Karen and I talking, and as she picked up Ava from school on Friday, and, and in tears picking her up, as I'm sure many others were, but thinking, you know, there are parents not being able to pick up their little kindergarten child today. And we look and we see the travesty. And we look and we see the darkness in this world. The hurt, the, 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 just the, the, the chaos and, and all that takes place in this dark world. But you know what? I look and I see Jesus. 
And as Nick alluded to earlier, who Jesus is and what Jesus offers us. And we long, as Nick said, we long in times like this especially for Jesus to come back. Why? Because we, we long for this. We long for this Jesus. Listen to this again here in Isaiah chapter 9. It says this, And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. Don't you want to know that Jesus? Wonderful Counselor. In my time of grief, in my time of pain, that Jesus is my counselor, that Jesus is my friend, that Jesus can help those wounds heal. Wonderful counselor, mighty God. Isn't it awesome that we can know a Jesus who is a mighty God, a God who is in control, a God who knows all circumstances, has control of all circumstances. That's a God I want to know. That's a God I want to follow, a mighty God, an everlasting Father. It means a father of eternity. And that picture of a father of eternity is one much like a father. It's one who guards. It's one who protects. It's one who supplies for needs and cares for his children. He is the father of eternity. I love that picture. A father who protects, who guards, who takes care of. You know, Tim and I were talking about this before. But knowing God is control, knowing God is in control, and caring for my children, knowing God has control and caring for my own life. He's an everlasting father. He will call it everlasting father, prince of peace. Is there a time to know and understand peace? This is who Jesus is. This is what Jesus offers. The prince of peace. That even in all darkness and sad and sadness and chaos and hurt and anger, my Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And it continues on. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it. He will reign. He is going to reign forever. The God, this, this Jesus that was born, is a mighty God, a God who is in control, and his kingdom will reign. You know, we, we get this picture of this meek little Jesus, this little baby born in a manger. And yeah, again, we love his humility, but this is a baby that was born who will be king, who will be Messiah, whose kingdom will reign forever. And this part, it says, it continues on, establishing it and holding it with justice and righteousness. We need a little of that, don't we? This is who Jesus is. This is what his kingdom will be, justice and righteousness. We long for that. We long for the Jesus who is going to be the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, this everlasting father, this prince of peace, and who will reign with justice and righteousness forever. And so the question for us this morning is not, do you know the story of Jesus? Do you know the story of Christmas? But is this story of Jesus real to you? Not just a baby being born, but an everlasting father, a mighty God, a prince of peace who will reign forever. Don't let this just be a Christmas where you hear the story, you know, that's great. Let me tell this story. Let me read some other stories. But a story that changes us, that, that affects the way we live, affects how we love other people. Because this Jesus, what does Jesus call himself? He calls himself the light of the world. The light of the world. And in a dark and broken and hurting world, and isn't that comforting? That Jesus is the light of the world. As we think about Christmas and, and, and think about this travesty that happened, Max Lucado 
wrote this prayer. And it was, he wrote it either Friday or Saturday, but I thought it was very applicable, not only this morning, but thinking about Christmas and Jesus being born. And here's what it says. It says, Dear Jesus, it's a good thing you were born at night. This world sure, sure seems dark. I have a good eye for silver linings, but they seem dimmer lately. These killings, Lord, these children, Lord, innocent, violated, raw evil demonstrated. The whole world seems on edge, trigger-happy, and ticked off. We hear threats of chemical weapons and nuclear bombs. Are we one pu button push away from annihilation? Your world seems a bit darker this Christmas, but you were born in the dark, right? You came at night. The shepherds were night shift workers. The wise men followed a star. Your first cries were heard in the shadows. To see your face, Mary and Joseph needed a candle flame. It was dark, dark with Herod's jealousy, dark with Roman oppression, dark with poverty, dark with violence. Herod went on a rampage, killing babies. Joseph took you and your mom into Egypt. You were an immigrant before you were a Nazarene. Oh, Lord Jesus, you entered the dark of your day. Won't you enter ours? We are weary of bloodshed. We, like the wise men, are looking for a star. We, like the shepherds, are kneeling at a manger. This Christmas, we ask you, heal us, help us, be born anew in us, hopefully your children. Let's pray. God, we, we look at the story of Jesus. We hear the story of this baby being born in a manger. And God, as this prayer asks, we want Jesus to be born anew within us. In a dark and broken and hurting world, there are people who need to know the light of the world. There are people who need to know a Messiah. There are people who need to know this mighty God, this Prince of Peace, this everlasting Father. And God, this Christmas, as we think about this baby being born, God, help it not just to be a story, but help it to be Jesus born anew with us. And for us that, that don't, maybe don't know Jesus, maybe aren't familiar with the story of Jesus, God, we ask that even this morning that you would begin to do a work in us, even this morning that you would help us realize that although this world is dark and broken and hurting, you offer to be the Prince of Peace. You offer to be our mighty God. You offer to be Jesus, God saving. God saving us from our sins. So this Christmas, God, we ask that we just not take this, this story of Jesus in a manger lightly, but we would see Jesus for who he is, that in complete humility he came into this world. In complete humility he died on the cross, but he reigns, and he will reign forevermore, and he will return with an, with an everlasting kingdom, the Prince of Peace, the Mighty God, the Wonderful Counselor. We thank you for Jesus. We ask you this Christmas that he would be born anew within us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Peace. This is who Jesus is. This is what Jesus offers. We're going to enter into a time of communion.
a time where we remember this baby that was born, that in all humility, the Prince of Peace entered into the world. We also want to remember what he did for us. And if you know this story of Jesus, if the story of Jesus, his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection is real to you, we want to invite you to remember him in communion. In his body that was broken, we take the bread. In his blood that was shed to cover our sins, we take the juice. And so you, if you know this story of Jesus, if this story of Jesus is real to you, we want to encourage you to remember him. Remember the Prince of Peace that was born. And so we want to encourage you this morning, remember Jesus, not just as a story of Christmas, but as my Messiah, my Savior, my Prince of Peace, my mighty God, my wonderful Counselor. That no matter what happens in life, no matter the darkness that comes, I know the Prince of Peace. I know the mighty God. I know my future is secure. And we want to invite you this morning, if you don't know Jesus, you can know him. You can have a relationship with this mighty God. You can know that your future is secure, no matter what happens. And if you do know him, let's remember him this morning. Let's celebrate what he has done for us. Let me pray. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for this story, not just a story of a baby born in a manger, but the story of the Prince of Peace coming into the world, the story of the mighty God being born. God, we want this to be real in our life. We want Jesus to be born anew in our heart. God, we pray it and we ask it that this Christmas would not just be giving gifts, going through the motions, hearing the story, but Jesus would be born anew in our hearts. We thank you for his life, this baby being born. We thank you for his death, dying and taking our sin and our shame and our pain and our guilt upon himself on the cross. And we thank you for his resurrection, that he has conquered sin and he has conquered death and he has conquered hell. We want to celebrate the Prince of Peace this morning. And we worship him this morning. It's in his name we pray. Amen.
God, we just want to lift you up this Christmas. We want to remember your humble beginnings, that you were born into a dark night, into a dark world. But Jesus, you came as the Prince of Peace, and we thank you for that. You came as the King of Kings. Jesus, we love you, and we thank you for your sacrifice. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. God bless you, and thank you for coming.